0: this is on the block with Brent Ax live from the ESPN studios in Bristol Connecticut brought to you by Dave Busters in Destiny USA McGuire Chevrolet and Pathfinder Bank here we are baby from Bristol Connecticut home of ESPN Brent Ax Seth Goldberg a guest here in studio who will join us uh, shortly. On the block, live from ESPN, 437-7644, Brent Dax Media on Twitter, if you'd like to get in touch with us here. Uh, Certainly some more stories from behind the scenes at ESPN, what we've been up to on what's been a whirlwind of a day, but an amazing day here in Bristol. Uh, We've got Diana Rossini from NFL Live who's going to be with us here in about 20 minutes. Here in studio, talk some NFL with her, Golic and Wingo, at five fifteen, we had a chance to sit down with them right after their show this morning. So we'll play back that chat for you coming up. We'll talk some Syracuse basketball. The draft is two days away. Will O'Shea Berset or Tyus Battle hear their name, one of sixty names called in the NBA draft on Thursday. And it was it was amazing, Seth, because we, as part of our tour, got into the Sports Center studio and our tour guy told us that. He's like, Look, it's kind of a you don't know
1: like it's a luck of the draw. It's kind luck of, of the thing.
0: draw. If you're between shows, it kind of depends on what time of the day. Right, you're here, and we were lucky because our tour started and they were kind of in between shows, and you could tell like the people in there like. This happens every day. There's people coming exactly. in. We're wide-eyed. We're gaga. We're like, "This is amazing. This is unbelievable." We like,
1: left, and David Lloyd like walked in, probably right after right us after to go us. do Sports Center. Yeah. yeah, and
0: it's like that's his office. That's just like what he does. But when we were in the Sports Center studio, they, this, I'm going to tweet out the picture. They, this giant photo graphic of Zion Williamson. Yeah, and there it was in this big Sports Center. It's I can't even describe how you know, big if you, it was.
1: If you watch. Sports center, like ever, right? And you know the big vertical pictures that they have kind of in the corners of their studios. It was one of those, and the whole thing was just Zion Williamson. Now, think how big
0: Zion Williamson is, like, on your phone.
1: I'll put him in the uh, biggest
0: studio you can think of I think that made
1: him uh, smaller, actually. (laughs) I think the photo made him smaller.
0: And it's set right there in the studio two days away from the NBA draft, and they're an they're in hyperdrive here. We've been walking around the content with people who talk. There's 13 monitors in this radio studio we're in now. So we're in the radio wing of Bristol. The Golik and Wingo studio is I could throw a tennis ball at it from here. And they just have studio after studio after studio. And the main like ESPN studio, we're going to talk about it with Diane in a few minutes, the NFL live studio Amazing. was incredible. I just can't even describe to you how cool that studio was. So more on that. We'll talk some NFL with Diane. We're going to talk, as we mentioned, some NBA draft coming up. But... Glad to see this guy, guest on the show recently. You can follow his work on Twitter. You can follow his work on the digital pages of NoonsMagician.com. Chris Justremsky's with us here. What's up, Chris? What's
2: up, Brent? What's up, Seth? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys here. It's always lot... nice putting faces with names, yes. by the way.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely. So I would encourage you to follow Chris for his lacrosse content. But Chris works here. I do. At ESPN. So I'd just like to hear the stories about how did you arrive here and and do you remember your first time, Chris? Because our first time has been amazing.
2: I do. Um, first time was actually kind of like 10 months ago to the day. kind so, of, Somewhat think, recent. Five, yeah. yeah. Five days ago was, I think, my 10th month anniversary. So I got in, had a nice little summer after I graduated from Syracuse, uh, had some help with guys like Anish Shroff and Paul Carkaterra and Mr. John Wallet. All well, the lax the guys program. there. Yep. Yep. Um, obviously, they worked at ESPN or work currently there. They helped me get like some recommendations in. I uh, had an interview in July. Came here in late July. Got an offer the next day. Came in in August. Had our little HR rookie training camp. Trained a couple of days and right in the, right uh right in during that week I got thrown into digital highlights. So pretty much things you see on the app or the website. A few months later I was doing highlights in Center, which I'm doing tonight. Uh, now I'm doing hockey our hockey show in the crease on ESPN Plus helping out with our boxing show, Max on Boxing, which is hosted by Max Kellerman. Uh, lacrosse, obviously, which is a big help. And then I actually just started being a staff member on the Midnight Sports Center a couple days ago on a Saturday.
0: There's how many employees here? 6,000 or a lot. so? It's incredible to see all the people doing what they do. But that's it. Like, everybody has a purpose. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. So, like, tonight, for example, you're going to be assigned to a game mm-hmm. for Sports Center. So anything we see involving that game you know, you've got your hands on it, you've cut the highlights, you've logged it. What's that process like? Tell us what it's like to just I mean, just sit there. And that's what people say. Like, how cool is it to work at ESPN? You yeah. sit there and, and you watch a game uh-huh. and do it. But there's there's work involved. And there's dream. important things going yeah. on. Yeah.
2: So we're pretty much the ones that are going to tell the story of this game. So we go in, usually like I come in at four thirty, but I decided I'll come in early to see. Yeah. The guys, there we you go. Know. And I was coming down from the shore. So um Oh, very nice. So come in at like four, four thirty. See what game I have. Usually I would know in the morning, but do a more preparation, research because I have Angels Blue Jays tonight. Okay. Obviously, Mike tried a four-hit a four game last night. Homer Shohei Otani's doing well. So, kind of get some try to develop some storylines, uh talk with my highlight producer. He'll be a a really good guy and a really creative guy that I've worked with so far. Uh discuss maybe some high, some little storylines we could develop and just hope that this game is really good. And that way, we, that'll be on Sports Center. That way, that'll be on, you know, Scott Pelt or whatever. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we actually had a Pirates-Braves game, which that was the day after the Josh Donaldson got hit by a pitch and charged the mound. Uh, we actually used a little bit of that, but ended up being back two back-to-back home runs by the Braves in the bottom of the first. And to tell that story a lot more, we had all four home runs, kind of like in each box. And you could tell, like, We had Chris Archer pitching and all four home runs were middle, 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 middle. So we tell that story to see to say, like, hey, Chris Archer did have a really good game. Gave up four home runs, but the location, middle, 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 middle. So just trying to like tell the story a lot more for people that either watched it and probably want to see like why Chris Archer struggled or people that didn't watch it. You think back in the day,
0: didn't. all you had to do was show the highlights, and that was enough. But yeah. now you got to go deeper. you got you to go as deeper. you, you got to tell a story. Because yeah. you
2: can see the highlights on your phone. You can see your highlights on the computer. But if you're watching on Center, if Scott Van Pelt on, you want to probably see why that happened.
1: Yeah, you know, we were talking about this earlier when we were going through the studios and, and how guys, uh, you know, might get highlights and see them for the first time as, <laughs> as they're going yeah. out to air. Uh, you know, for you, when you're sitting back there cutting the highlight, how, like, cognizant are you of that? And is it, like, what kind of, like, a, a kind of a rush almost is it? Like, hey, I've got my highlight cut. These guys haven't seen it yet. Let's go get them the Shohei Otani home run that just happened five minutes ago. Yeah,
2: so if it's something like that, we have this room called One Play. So we would, let's say, like, my game starts at, like, 8 and sports center comes on at 11 and I'm on like in the A blocks but we know my game's going to be going on so me and my highlight producer would be talking to the actual show producer in their like one of like the show control studios um we would discuss like hey we're going to be cutting it off at the eighth inning and then if anything happens in the eighth the people in this one play room would be in charge of cutting it and sending over so let's say there is a Shohei Ohtani home run in the bottom of the eighth boom they would they would cut that off. They would play it after my highlight is done, my portion of the highlight's done, and just seem like it's just one whole highlight. So that's... At least we have people on eyes on everything, even if our hit time is still during the game.
0: So you never know when you sit down and you're assigned a game, like... Obviously, if it's a boring game and nothing happens, maybe we don't even see it on Sports Exactly. Center. But if there's a no hitter, it could be the lead of Sports Center. Exactly. What's the most significant highlight you've cut? Like something
2: a game you were assigned and it just turned in, in, into a big thing. Um, honestly, I don't. i mean I'm I'm a, I'm a lacrosse guy, and I actually wasn't staffed on this game. But quarterfinal Virginia Maryland, oh, I was watching that game, game just to see. Hey, maybe I just want to enjoy the lacrosse before I have this Phillies Rockies game. And then I see this Virginia come back. I'm like, all right, this could be something. And then all of a sudden, the po the crossbar goal that wasn't a goal was called. I literally contacted my producers, kind of right across the room, said like, hey, you need to put this in there. Guy shot a goal. Guy shot a shot, hit the crossbar. The refs called it a goal. There's no instant replay. Yeah. Obviously, hit the crossbar. So he was like, all right, put it in there. See if you can cut something. You're in the A block. Let me know how much time you need. So pretty much. Had enough time to tell the story, but I needed to tell it really well. So we used a lot of the replays. We used Quinn Kesnick's call, and then we showed the, the game winner and the Chris, comeback, too.
0: Chris, you mentioned a big lacrosse guy, yes. Syracuse guy, and you and I talked about this at the end of the season, mm-hmm. but I want to circle back with you. Where are we with Syracuse lacrosse here, right? It's been 10 years since a uh-huh. title. It's been six years since the Final Four, and look, we all know. The lacrosse world is more competitive than other, the parity that's out there. You've got to factor that in. It's not you mm-hmm. know the same four getting the final four every year like it was 20 years ago. But that being said, like how does Syracuse recalibrate those expectations in this modern era?
2: I think you just have to go, even if you're recruiting not the best guys, which I know like Syracuse isn't in the top five or top ten. For example, Chris Gray, who's on the transfer market, top five player this year, maybe even top three, first-team All-American attackman. I know there were Cornell, Johns Hopkins, Duke, and Virginia he was visiting. Talked to some people last week, and they said Syracuse was trying to get him and his attention. All for the 22, full ride. He kind of said, nah. He didn't say no, but he kind of wasn't that interested. Which is, and I, I was talking to Paul Carcaterra, I was like, you turn down the number 22, and it's, and well, he also said it's for academic reasons. So you're, he's a business major, so he's trying to get into you know, the Duke's business school, North Carolina's business school. They're all really good. Um, Syracuse, I think, is also good, too. You could argue Whitman. Um, but I think even if you're not getting the best guys, for example, Towson a couple of years ago, they didn't have the best guys. But if you get the guys that can fit your culture and the fit the style of play and you reach their potential maybe even more, get to the Final Four, that does the job, but... It is a lot more comp- competitive, and there's a lot of guys that are going to, for different reasons. Whether it's academics, whether it's close to home, whether it is even lacrosse. Um, but I think Syracuse has some work to do to at least be competitive next year, which could be a very, very big year and beyond.
0: And that's what's really on my mind, you know. And when people say, you know, fire Desco, do this, do that. You hate to keep kicking the can down the road, mm-hmm. but that's a very experienced it team is. that comes back. I at least want to see what that team does. Yes. And, you know, there's all unforeseen things, injuries and all kinds of things that can happen. But I think when we're having this conversation next year, it's going to be a lot more interesting based oh, yeah. on what
2: that team does. I think. And I want to see that. Definitely. I think even with this year, you have guys like Tucker Dordovic coming back. Apparently, he might be playing attack in the starting of the fall. because you lose Riley Voigt, Nate Solomon? Two of your three starting attacking gone. You have Dordovic in that really big midfield. It's really crowded. Uh, you bring him down to it. You bring Dordovic down to attack. He's a guy that can stay there all game long. Kind of like what Nick Marino was going to do a couple of years ago. Um, but you have him. You have Jerry Stachu. who I was told could have been a starter last year on defense. He's an Onondaga community college transfer. He was fighting for some time. Got injured before the season began with a leg injury, but... He will be a good guy in defense. You have him, Nick DiPietro, who redshirted last year. Uh, a lot of veteran leadership back on the team. Griffin Cook. I hope he can get a, he can take another big step forward. But and there's a bunch of other freshmen. I know maybe there's another transfer coming in. Um, I'm actually talking to him about. He's a uh, former Naps guy, Navy Academy guy. He I think wanted to change, but he's always he's opening his. Uh, commitments again so
0: all right well follow chris on twitter follow chris on noonsmagician.com it's great to see you here yes. in bristol my friend When we said we were coming chris was so excited and i'm glad that you know you came into work early so you could hang with us here in studio i mean and what what an office you have here every day what, what a fun place. office this is incredible chris thank you so much my friend thank you brett chris jastrzemski we are going to break on that note when we come back From NFL Live, NFL reporter Diana Rossini is going to be in studio with us. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, live from Bristol.